Welcome to our new series of Speaking of Success. My name is Cameron Scorer and I'm joined by Vicky Shelton, Founder and Managing Director of Success Recruit. In this series of podcasts, we aim to support you, the job seeker, secure your dream opportunity, utilising our many years of experience in recruitment. Along the way, we'll be joined by some special guests, and today I'm delighted that we're joined by Kat Nuts as we deep dive into what you should be looking for when you're at the very start of your job search. Kat has over 25 years experience in the recruitment industry, from running her own business to working in internal recruitment and also being an L&D career specialist. Kat, welcome to Speaking of Success. It's great to have you. Thanks very much and thanks for having me. So Kat, I'm really interested to hear your view about when you get to that stage in your career or maybe even you've just left uni. Um, first of all, how should someone go about looking for a new job and how serious should they take that job search? Um, that's a really good question because I'm not sure necessarily that people realise how time intensive it is when looking for a job. Um, you almost have to treat looking for a job like a full time job. It, it's no good, you know, dipping in and out of uh, job boards and just kind of sending off, firing off a few applications. You've got to really um, understand what it is that you're looking for and then go out there and get it. And you've got to be both proactive and, and reactive, really, in your job search. Yeah, and I, I guess what, why do you think that is? Because I, I, I know from when I've job searched before that if you're, if you're in a role that you're working full time, you've almost got to, as you say, be a full time job seeker. And that could be quite, quite challenging. But why do you think it is important for someone to be um, actively, actively looking rather than just dipping in and out? Um, because, and this I think is perhaps why people end up job hopping, because they haven't paid enough attention at the beginning to work out their values, the type of company that they want to work for, the type of people that they want to work with, the values of the company. There's a lot of upfront work that, that I do in my career coaching especially, but there's a lot of upfront work that people need to do in order to work out exactly what it is that they're looking for, rather than just flicking through jobs on the job board and thinking, oh, I like the sound of that. There's, there's much more of, a, uh, of an in-depth um, kind of much more of an in-depth search process that needs to go on in order to, to find the right job that they can grow within. Because ideally, I don't think anybody particularly wants to, to keep moving jobs um, in order to, to climb up the career unless they absolutely have to. So if they can get some really good experience in one company because they like what the company does, because they have the same values as the company, you know, there's there's a lot to uh, searching for work. It isn't just trying to find a, a new job. There's so much more to it. And, and I absolutely love what you said there about your own personal values. In our in our last series, we were talking about uh, you know company values when hiring the right person. Personal values are so important as well for for someone who is job searching to find the right job for them as well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And if the values don't, if they don't intertwine, if, if you don't have the same values as the company, how can it work? You know, it, it's, it's like a relationship, isn't it? I mean, you, you are there for many, many hours and, and many, many, many days of your life. So you absolutely need to, your personal values really absolutely need to fit with the, with the company values. As a recruiter, we get so many people um, that come to us saying, I need a new job, but you know, they've not thought it through. They've not thought about what's important to them. Mm. 
Yeah, and I guess some of our listeners won't really know what values are mm. um, for, for a company. So I, I think a value is, is what a company stands by. Mm. It's something that says, this is our DNA. This is, this is what's the foundation of our, of our company. Um, so it could be things like honesty and integrity. Mm. Uh, it could be things like work collaboratively. Yeah. It could be be passionate about what you do yeah. um, or anything along those lines. Yeah, they just really need to look at what's important to them. So Kat, when you do decide you want a new job, a new challenge, um, time to move on because you want to expand your knowledge, there are so many things to consider. What are the key things you should consider in the new role? There is a lot to consider, you're, you're right. And it isn't just your CV. Obviously your CV is a huge part of it because that's how we still uh, find and, and locate and, and take people on. Um, but your, your whole personal brand is so important and everything is done online now. You, know, you used to be able to go into a company and drop a CV in, that might work, but so much is done online and your personal brand has to reflect that online. So you have to make sure that Again, your values uh, are coming across in your in your personal brand, that your social media is acceptable for other people to view, if you understand what I mean, um, because recruiters, you know, they, they will look at your social media um, and companies hiring will, will look at your social media profiles. Um, and if they don't like what they see, you may not be shortlisted, um, whether that's right or whether that's wrong is a whole other debate. But um, you do need to make sure that your, your social media and also your, your CVs you know, are really um they're really tailored to exactly what it is that you're looking for. Um, and I think a lot of people don't tend to write a CV in quite the right way. They, it's almost a, a carbon copy of their job description that they were given when they were first started in the company. And CVs have moved on an awful lot. And again, they need to tell a story. They need to, you need to be thinking about how your CV adds value to that company. What is it, what's in it for them in reading your CV? You know, what, what are the stats? What have you done? What, uh, value have you have you brought to that business what have you saved there's so much more to writing a cv than than just your job description and i think a lot of people need need a bit of work with their cvs yeah i i totally agree with that obviously being in recruitment myself i see thousands of cvs and um you know i know when when working with with hiring managers and, and people who are looking all that thing about the the, the social profile the, the your personal brand and, and how you are, are represented it really is true that people will go and look at you on, on social media platforms, obviously LinkedIn being the professional one, but Facebook, Instagram, um, and, you know, others as well. And even yeah. TikTok is out there. And I, I know people who have gone on like TikTok accounts just to see what, what they're like as people. Yeah, that's um, right. I mean, it's, it's building a picture of someone, isn't it? And of course, companies will do all they can to try and understand that that person and, and rightly so but also so should you as the candidate you should be you know checking out Glassdoor and you should be looking at different um, points of view about that company as well so that you can build your own profile of that of that business that you potentially going to be interviewing for. So I've read a stat in the past that it takes around six seconds for an employer to decide whether that CV is worthy to be called for a job vacancy. Yeah. On that case, Kat, what would you say is important to highlight on a CV? So with that, if you've only got six seconds, your profile needs to be so tailored to that role that you're applying for. And I all, always say to my clients that you are going to need to almost tailor your CV for every single role that you apply for. And no one enjoys doing it. I get that. 
Um, but it's so important. You, you, you can have a generic CV, but you need to tailor that for every single role that you go for and make sure that your, your opening profile is exciting and it makes people want to read on. You know, why should we employ this person? What can they bring to us? That, that needs to be in that opening profile. Yeah, I agree, Kat, because I think as a recruiter, I see so many CVs that are very generic, like I'm a loyal, trustworthy individual as a personal statement. And everyone can say that, but there isn't any sort of um, backing as to why that is. So I would really recommend when someone's looking at a personal statement on their CV that they can bring something personal that makes them relative to be put forward to this role, i.e., I have 20 years experience within the financial services as an accountant, or I'm a recent degree graduate with a first in mechanical engineering, anything that's going to actually that first line really stand out to an employer to think that's what I want, rather than just this real generic, I'm a loyal, hardworking individual. Yeah, and, and, and when you say tailor, like what, what kind of things could you be looking at to support that that process and, and making that the right CV for that right job because obviously you don't want to lie on a, on a CV by any means but you want to pick out the things that you've you've done in the past yeah yeah you, you need to gather evidence so while you're looking at the company and you're doing all your research and you're understanding the company's values and you're looking at the their own social media content and looking at what they put out that's where you need to, to tailor your CV you need to be using the same type of language um, you need to make sure that as we've talked about before about your values and that your values come across in that CV so that they match and align with the company um, you need to be making sure that what is in that job description you have absolutely replicated in your CV. You know, if the company wants someone that's that's worked on a particular database, then you need to make sure that if you've done that, that's in your CV. And I think that with a generic CV, people uh, just don't put enough information on in in that they don't put enough information in that is relevant to that particular job spec. Um, and each company is so different, which is why you need to to craft your CV so that it matches exactly what the client's looking for. Yeah, and, and on the flip side of that then, what would you say are like the most common mistakes that you see on CVs? Uh, spelling mistakes, unbelievably. Can you believe that? <laughs> um, Just on that point, Grammarly, get Grammarly. Yes, agreed, yes. Uh, and also, uh, being when I was a recruiter, the amount of people that had their phone numbers wrong, it was so frustrating. Um, but they'd missed out digits or, or put the wrong digits in their in their mobile numbers. Um, I mean, real basic stuff, but I think that's the trouble, isn't it? You perhaps doing it quickly, rushing it, aren't going back and, and reviewing what you've written. Um, so that, yes, yeah, it's, it's basic mistakes like that. But also think of how serious someone is about their, their job search. And, you know, are they are they willing to spend the time to make sure that that CV looks right? Yeah, absolutely. That's it. And, and it's so important. It is it's your shop window. It is all that somebody knows about you, your CV. So you've got to make sure it's right. And I've just done a, a resume writing course because it's something that I want to offer my career coaching clients. Um, and they talk a lot in there about layout, branding. Um, some CVs are very confusing, um, using different fonts. Uh, there's, there's a lot of mistakes that people make. But of course, they don't necessarily know that because when was the last time you, you wrote a CV? You know, things change, things move on. I think CVs have developed. Um, and where do you go for that for that guidance? And where do you go for that help? 
Um, and lots of CVs are very cluttered, um, not, you know, not using bullet points. So again, you've got, it's got to be aesthetically pleasing to make sure that someone's reading it, but you've got to make sure you also get in all the content that you need in order to showcase your skills. So there is a bit of an art to, uh, to CV writing, um, but it's practice. The more you do it, you know, the, the better you become. And don't forget, really, you want to bring yourself to life. So all of the personal information is obviously so important, but I know some things that stand out to me as a recruiter and also to the clients we work with is knowing something that you wouldn't know about from their employment. So it's it's actually what they do in their spare time. So, you know, if you manage a football team, that's dedicating and showing that you are good at managing potentially people and, mm-hmm. um, you know, timekeeping skills. And it's showing other attributes. So if you like going to the theatre or you enjoy charity work in your spare time, again, it's just showing that employer a different side to you that actually could marry their values and you not even know when you're applying for a job. We all know job searching can be overwhelming. Um, It takes a lot of time. You know, you have to tailor your CVs as we've discussed and there's a lot of rejection along the way as well. How do you get that CV cut in front of the right people? Um, I think the first thing everybody does is go straight to the job boards. Um, And the, the... Yes, there are roles obviously on job boards and do people do get placed via job boards. However, you also need to be thinking about the types of companies that you want to work for and approaching them directly. Um, that's a real, and this is where I mentioned about being proactive as well as reactive. Obviously, you can do the reactive search and, and you know, be finding roles that are out there, but you can also be proactive with what you're doing and start to market yourself in the right way to the right clients. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's so important that people don't just get blinkered in one approach. Yeah, um, exactly. I've, I've known people to ask for recommendations or, you know, ask the contacts that they have as well um, using LinkedIn. Mm, there's, yeah, there's lots of different ways. There's a lot net- networking is so important. Um, but I think people just go straight to the job boards because it's, it's the it's low hanging fruit, isn't it? It's the easiest sort of thing to do. And you feel like you've been proactive when you've scrolled through the job boards. Uh, but there's so much more that you can do just building up your network and making sure that you're approaching the right type of people. There's so many job boards out there as well, such as read.co.uk, uh, Indeed. Uh, there, there's jobs on, on Glassdoor, uh, Total Jobs. And I think the best one personally is, is LinkedIn Jobs. It does also depend on what you're looking for. There are some specialist job boards out there um, for certain sectors uh, as well, which it's worth putting in the research and time. But also on these job boards, you can set up alerts. Um, so you can put your CV on there for, for recruiters to find you, but you can set up alerts as well. So when a job is posted that matches your criteria, it will email you directly about that particular job. Um, and speed with recruitment is key so if you're the first to see that then that could work to your advantage yeah and i, I guess as well like it this obviously depends on the type of uh work that you do or the, the job role that you're, you're seeking but you know sometimes companies um don't know what they need so when you when you position yourself and you put yourself forward um to to a hiring manager or a manager a ceo of a company an md if it's a you know if it's a local company and things like that it might actually appeal to them to have someone with your skill set exactly yeah and and as a recruiter that is actually one of the hardest things to recruit for when a client says i'll know them when i see them 
is really, really difficult. But actually, if you happen to be that CV that, that they are looking for, perfect. But, but you know, you, you've got to be in it to win it. They've got to have this, your CV in front of them in order to, you know, to be interested in you. So you've got to, you've got to kind of spread the, spread the net far and wide, really. It all goes back to what you said at the beginning, really, about it's a full-time job looking for a job. And um, I think this is something that's really key for me when I'm helping people look for jobs as a recruiter. And it's something that people need to think about a bit more. That, for example, we've now got to the stage in our career search that we've actually had some interviews and we are in a position that potentially an offer is coming our way. The question people need to ask themselves is how are they going to feel once that offer is in front of them? Because at that stage, there could be a potential counter offer and all that hard work has maybe been for nothing. Yeah. Um, or you need to decide whether you're staying with that company or taking a new opportunity. And I really think people need to think about that at the beginning of their job search, because actually it really could mean that someone doesn't want to move for the right reasons. And mm. you might not even have to do all this hard work of looking for a new job. Um, I think you have to be really honest with yourself and, you know, get a pen and paper out, get two columns, get your positives, get your negatives of that position. Think about what am I giving up if I say yes to this role? Think about what am I giving up if I say no to this role? So it's about being really, really clear on understanding the company, understanding the position and understanding where that role fits in your career path, because it isn't all about the here and now as well. You have to understand and be planning for your future as well. And again, a lot of people will just jump into another role and, and not really be thinking about their development opportunities. But again, that's so important because if you if you want to, to grow your career, you need to make sure that the role that you take on now is, is going to help you in on that career path. And, and just in terms of like, if, if I was a job seeker right now listening to, to, to us speak uh, about this particular topic, um, I guess 2020 wasn't a great year for the for the job market. Um, you know, there, there were there weren't many opportunities around and things like that. What, what have you seen for 2021? Is is there? Can we take confidence in in what's happened this year? Yeah, from what I've seen, I saw a report recently that 46 percent of people are going to be looking for work. So from a, a business's perspective, that's a scary prospect. That's every other person in your business is potentially going to be looking for a new role. Um, but of course, from a candidate's perspective, that means that there's going to be lots and lots of roles available. So you, it's, now is the time to, to get your brand right, to get your CV right, so that as the market starts to change, which I think it's definitely going to, um, as you say, 2020 hasn't been particularly um, great from a candidate perspective but in in listening to other recruiters and and hearing on the market it's a candidate driven market at the moment which is which is brilliant if you're a candidate you know you you hold the the, the keys at the moment so you find the role that you want and, and really go for it so thank you for your insight today um kat you've given us some really um good food for thought and hopefully um, tips that people can actually implement into their job search when they're starting to look um, about moving on. So just to summarise, would you mind leaving some top tips for people listening to this podcast today? I think just be very clear on what it is that you want. I work a lot with um, individuals that don't really have a clear career path 
And it's so important. I mean, I fell into recruitment. Most people fall into recruitment. There wasn't really a clear path. Um, luckily for me, I've then diversified more into learning and development and then more into career coaching. Um, but I didn't have a path. I, it's only been in the last five, six years that I've, I've formed my own path. Um, and I'm so glad I did. And, and it's really important for me to make sure that people know their career path and work towards it you know what's your end result what type of role do you want to get to you know 10-15 years from now uh, and make sure that what you're what you're putting in place now is relevant for that future role brilliant well Kat thank you so much for joining us um, we as I say we really do appreciate your insight and, and hopefully it's given our our listeners some some great tips for their, their job search which they can use moving forward thank you for listening to this week's episode of speaking of success I'd like to thank our guest, Kat Nuds, for providing her views and thoughts. Hopefully you've taken away some key bits of info from what we've discussed. If you missed Series 1 of Speaking of Success, feel free to have a listen back. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes and our website. We would welcome your thoughts and feedback. Please feel free to get in touch via successrecruit.com. We look forward to joining you next time.